Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Swiss restaurant Cheza at the Peninsula is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year, and I'm sure they'll have a fondue or two. Felix Bieger, the Peninsula's advisor, goes back even further, first arriving in Hong Kong in 1954, and he's been with the hotel group for some 60 years. I chatted with him and executive chef Florian Trento about the restaurant, the Swiss community, and long alpine horns. I came on BOAC and uh, we left uh, Switzerland on Saturday afternoon, noon time, and we arrived in Hong Kong at 5 o'clock on Monday evening. And actually, we left Switzerland the day Germany won the World Championship that Saturday. So it was quite a, quite a trip. <laughs> and you stopped on the way? We stopped in Geneva, in Rome, in Athens, in Cairo, in Beirut. Karachi, Rangoon, uh, Bangkok and Hong Kong. Quite a trip. Lovely trip. It was not bad. <laughs> and uh, when you d came to Hong Kong, what was your job role? And had you gone for an interview in Switzerland? No, actually, I was working at sea before and on P&O. And we were the first passenger liner after the war, English passenger liner going to Japan. And we had some big banquets in Japan where one of the banquets, the Crown Prince Akahito, uh, attending, and they sent us a menu from the head office in London to uh, to the to Singapore, and there was a dessert on the menu, and nobody knew it, or the chef knew it, or the pastry chef knew it, nobody knew it. So the executive chef said to the pastry chef, uh, Hans Derek, and my, also Swiss, and myself, we should go to the peninsula to find out whether they know something. Uh, so we came over here and uh, they didn't know it either. But anyhow, uh, we were invited on the way back from Japan for a dinner, a Chinese dinner in the chef's office. And uh, by accident, uh, Mr. Gaddy came in and he said to uh, uh, Hans Dirk, the pastry chef, he said, oh, I need a pastry chef. So I said to Mr. Gaddy, well, if you need a pastry chef, you can also use a cook. So I said, oh, no problem, I can use a cook too. <laughs> so that's the way actually of our interview. So we were given a contract and went back home, signed off on the ship and went over to Switzerland, applied for a working visa, which took about one month and we flew out here in, in July. 1954. Yeah. And uh, so that was, so you first started out working for Gaddy's? No, I, I was for one month in Gaddy's to get used to the local uh, Cold stove and all that, and then I was the executive chef out in Repulse Bay for four and a half years until '59. So it was quite a uh, a different place. Actually, I started the buffet, Sunday buffet in Repulse Bay in '54. We're here to mark the 50th anniversary of Swiss restaurant Chasers. Were you very influential in being Swiss yourself in in terms of the initial menu? No, it's actually not the menu. It was first of all, we start, uh, the Swiss had started flying to Hong Kong in 1957. And then in 1962 or 63, we had a Swiss food festival together with Swiss Air, which was on the west side of the veranda. And, and that was so popular, people had to book three, four days in advance. So, uh, Mr. Gaucho was then the, the chairman at, uh, and uh, he went to uh, uh, Sir Horace and uh, Lord Cadurian and said, I would like to, you see how popular it was, I would like to build a Swiss restaurant. And uh, obviously, um, 
they were very much uh, in favor of it, and so uh, we got uh, Mr. Gauci got hold of Dexter Ye, who actually was the decorator of the scene, the first discotheque on the Collins side, uh, and that was the shape of a trunk. Uh, a sunken chunk with a big hole in it and a fish tank at the back. <laughs> so Dexter uh, went then with Mr. Gauch. So, sorry, just to go back to that, it was a sunken... Uh, like a sunken chunk. And the inside was the shape of of an inside of a chunk and all the, the tables and the disc chocolate place. And on the wall was one big hole in the in the wood. And behind that wall was a huge fish tank with the fish inside, so you were sure you were underwater. <laughs> and that was the first disco? In Kalunia. And, uh, actually, there was one disco, I think, on Hong Kong side already. We've also got here Florian Trento, who's the group executive chef. So we were talking about the Swiss Food Festival all those years ago. What would you say is the kind of Swiss food that now appeals to the clients? Well, Cesar is now in uh, in his 50th year, and uh, interestingly enough, the menu has not changed that much. I realized that when we started to um, work on the menu, which we want to serve uh, to celebrate the 50th anniversary, I got in contact with Mr. Beeger about... Um, contacts which he has back in Switzerland uh, of people who was who actually worked here at the time. So I got in contact with them and they gave me all the dishes which they served at the time and quite a few of them are still on the menu these days. Now the interior of Chasers is, is very much, uh, you know, very alpine in its style. Oh yes it is, I mean, and that's the charm of Chasers. When I saw it the first time I was really I was laughing because I did not expect such a <laughs> such an authentic place, you know, to be in Hong Kong in the middle of the hotel. Basically, when Mr. Gauchi and Texier went to Switzerland the year before, they went to a number of Swiss restaurants, and in particular, our at that time food and beverage manager was Bruno Dedwall, who did his apprentice cook apprenticeship at the Chesa Grigiuna in Closters. So the, obviously we went to Closters, and the, you see the logo of the Chaser is the logo of the Chaser Regina in Closters, and we actually got the permit to use it. And the main door is a 100% copy, including the lock of the side door of the Chaser Regina. And so a number of corners in the Chaser are actually authentic copies of uh, Chasers in Switzerland. And uh, that makes it, of course, very, uh, very Swiss. Is it more Swiss than Swiss? I mean, do people give get an impression of what modern Switzerland is like, or is it more a sort of a dreamy Switzerland these days? Um, it's a very good question, and I think the food we serve in Chesa is it's actually more Swiss and more classic than you find in many places in Switzerland. When guests ask me, so do you serve like fondue and raclette, and then I say, yes, we do, they're very surprised. We try to be as authentic as possible, we import everything, the products are all coming from Switzerland, so it, it really enforces the concept of being a Swiss restaurant. Can you describe raclette to me? Mm. Um, raclette is um, a, a kind of cheese, it's, a, it's, it's not a brand but it's a kind of cheese it's coming from the valley which is at the western southwest, southwestern part of switzerland um what you do with it you slice it either thinly put it on a plate and melt it under the in the oven or the traditional way is you put it in a special sort of oven which melts it and then it goes onto a plate um it's slightly browned 
slightly burned. Uh, that's at its best. Uh, served with potatoes and pickles and gherkins and so on. And it's really something which people uh, enjoy as a meal or as an appetizer. It depends on what you want. Uh, strong smell, but uh, it makes you really feel um, home. <laughs> Uh, fondue, on the other hand, it's fondue, the word fondue means melted, and it's melted cheese made with, it, it depends what, which re, uh, area, which region you come from, but uh, we use a gruyere and washra mix, white wine, garlic, um, and um, you, you melt it, cook it, and then you bind it a little bit with starch and serve don't, it immediately. Don't forget the kirsch. Um, that, was, that was my next comment. <laughs> the kirsch goes either in a little bit or you have it on the side and you dip your bread in the kirsch, which makes it more interesting. Where did all the wood panelling come from? You got it across the ceiling? Well, the panelling basically, or the, the wood, was actually boxwood, which... Uh, equipment from Canada was imported into Hong Kong and Dexier was able to get rid of the, uh, get hold of all these large cases and uh, he cut it into shape and we put it on and we we actually burned it with uh, the torch torchlight and it was quite fun actually we did it at night and <laughs> lucky nothing came a fire so you it burnt it with torchlight how do you mean because it was a, a blonde wood and so we, we had to make it dark, so, so we had to burn it, and it was actually with physical torchlight, went up and down, and Texas was supervising us. But it wasn't all, uh, I mean, we still had to help it afterwards with some paint, but the basics was with the torchlight. So you basically scorched the wood? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the middle of the peninsula? Well, I mean, it was locked up, you know, and it's okay. <laughs> I mean, before before we had the chaser there, there was the the, the bamboo bar, so everything was in bamboos, and now you know, we had it all in, in, in alpine woods, which uh, make, makes it quite nice. You described how you came in 1954 with BOAC, with all these multiple stops on the way. By the mid-1960s, were people still arriving in style at Chim Sa Choi Station? Was this still very much a railway hotel along with the aeroplanes? No, but at that time the people still arrived at the air with the aircraft. I mean, the majority of people either came by ship, which is uh, very close by, and uh, the railway station basically was only for the people who came back from China, because you couldn't go, you had to go across the bridge in Lowu. So you still had the people flying in, and more and more people flew in. And, of course, the, 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 the passenger liners, uh, we had uh, the P&O line, we had the, the uh, Lloyd Resino, we had the Hapag Lloyd. Uh, so we had every, and then the American president line, so we had every every week three, four ships who came into Hong Kong. And then Kaitak, of course, was only open from 8 o'clock in the morning to 6 p.m., uh, because the runway went across the road going to Kuntong. So <laughs> the runway went across the road. Yeah, so every time an aircraft landed, they put the bears down like on a railway crossing. I mean, and, and this was not, and of course, being difficult, and so that's why the airport was closed at night. People had more time at that time, and uh, traveling was still quite a luxury. Uh, so the, the international tourism, of course, wasn't as developed. Uh, like today, I mean, the, the first office of Hong Kong Tourist, Board, uh, Tourist Association was actually in the peninsula. Is that right? In the 50s, they had a two-man two man band was in there. So you could see the development uh, from, from the tourism into Hong Kong. 
uh, to go to China. You had to basically be invited to go to China. And, of course, you had the Canton Fair uh, in the spring and in the fall, and everybody waited for the opening day. When did Swiss Air first start coming to Hong Kong? In 1957. And, of course, then the crew stayed with us. And then there was the turnaround Hong Kong. And at that time, uh, of course, was the old Kaitak Airport. And I remember the first Swiss Air flight arriving in Hong Kong. We all were out there on the fence, you know, looking, looking at, at, at Swiss Air. And uh, it was quite a, quite a thing, of course, uh, uh, different today. Today you see an aircraft every, every five minutes. Do you ever have Alpine horns at Chasers? <clears throat> Um, we had it once or twice for special events. The challenge is it's a bit small, Chesa, so you got to be, you know, careful where you place it so the pictures don't fall off the walls. But uh, we had them a few times, yes, and it was quite a bit of fun. And actually, there are horns these days which are like rolled up, so they're not long anymore. They're fairly compact, but sound isn't quite the same. <laughs> We had one Swiss fellow here who had his own Alpine, Wallinar, and he used to come and play it on the 1st of August, and uh, he was quite good. Like Eric Kotz did the harmonica, and Wallinar had the, the, the big Alpine. And we just recently, on the 1st of August, we had a competition of with an Alpine to see who can blow it the best. <laughs> Thanks to Peninsula Advisor Felix Bieger and Executive Chef Florian Trento, talking there on the 50th anniversary of Swiss restaurant Chesa at the Peninsula. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. Mm-hmm.